present a seaside saga of post-war peer perpetuation, written by Harold Snowden and Michael Knowles, starring John LeMessure as Arthur Wilson, Ian Lavender as Frank Pike, and Bill Pertwee as Mr Hodges in... The time, 1948. The place, Swallows Bank, Frambourne-on-Sea, somewhere on the south coast. Hi, Miss Perkins. Ah, ah, there you are. Yes, I'm just sorting out these old ledgers, Mr Wilson. How's your nasty coat? Oh, it's not so good. Oh, poor you. Anyway, have you been looking for me? Oh, well, well yes, I have, actually. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, well, uh, yes, yes. Oh, no. In a way, yes. Can I be of service? What? You know, you only have to ask. Yes, thank you, yes, yes. Ask what? If there's anything you want me to do at any time, even after hours, just ask. Yes, well, that was very kind of you. Actually, I only came to say that I, I think I'll be off now. It's almost three, and we're just about to close... And I'm sure that you and Mr. Sims can uh, do the necessary... Yes, of course, Mr. Wilson. Mm-hmm. You go home and look after that code. Uh, you know what they say. Good people are scarce. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Perkins. Um, uh, as we're alone, you could call me Rosemary. <laughs> that is, if you'd like to, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Thank you, Miss Perkins. <laughs> It's essential to go to bed straight away. I beg your pardon? When you've got a coat. Oh, I see. Go to bed and take a little whiskey and hot milk. Yes, yes, yes. I think perhaps I will. I tell you what. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I'll bring you in some of my homemade chicken broth. That'll scare those nasty germs away. Oh, Lord. It's not that bad, Mr Wilson. No, 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 no. It's nothing to do with your broth, Miss Perkins. I... I just remembered I, I promised to go down to see Mr. Pike and Mr. Hodges on the pier. Oh, really? That's mm. too much. Why don't you just let them get on with it? Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. No, 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 no. That's, that's all right. That's all right. Thing is, you see, they've got a very difficult job there, getting that pier back on its feet. Well, that may be, but I don't like to see you overdoing it. You must consider yourself sometimes. I mean, you're only human, with all the usual human frailties, aren't you? Yes, I I suppose so. You've only got one body. (laughs) (laughs) You mustn't abuse it by standing about on drafty piers. Yes, well, I'll try and remember that. You'd be sadly missed here, you know. Good Lord, I've only got a cold. I mean... It's not bronchial pneumonia. At the moment, yes, but none of us know what Dame Fate has in store for us. Yes, very true. Well, goodbye, Miss Perkins. Oh, don't say that, Mr Wilson. <laughs> well, cheerio, then. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. I do hope so. <laughs> hey, Bert, come over here to the window. What is it, Frank? Look, Uncle Arthur's coming down the pier now. I told you he wouldn't be late. Well, I can't see him. Look, over there. Just passing the shooting gallery. Oh, yeah. Hey, have you told him we've set up an office here in the Crooked House? Oh, no. No, I haven't. Well, he's not likely to find us then, is he? I'd better go downstairs and meet him. Yeah, OK. Arthur, we're over here in the office. Ah. But this is the Crooked House. Oh, you know... You were wasted in the home guard. You should have been in the Observer Corps. 
What made you choose the crooked house? Uh, simple. It's the only building with a roof. Oh, I see. Yeah. Where's, uh, where's Frank? Uh, he's upstairs. Come on, follow me. Yeah, all right. I, I'm coming. Well, close the door behind you. All right, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it does seem strange. Ah! What's the matter? What's that horrible thing? Where? There, in front of you, that grotesque figure. That's me in a distorted mirror. <laughs> Are you sure it's a distorting mirror? Of course it is. Come on. I say, these stairs really do twist, don't they? Making me feel quite dizzy. Oh, we're almost there now. Mind your head on that beam. Oh! oh. I'm sorry. What were you saying? It doesn't matter now. Look, you go in and see Frank. I'm just going to see a, a man about a dog. A dog? Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, I see what you mean, yes. Oh, wait a minute. All right, well, don't rush on my accounts. Hello, Uncle Arthur. Come in. Oh, thanks, thanks. Well, what do you think of our office? Well, it's very crooked, isn't it? You sound a bit thick. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you got a cold? Yes, I'm rather thick. I have. That's funny, that. Mum woke up this morning with the same thing. <laughs> Apparently she slept in a draught last night because her bedroom window's broken. Yes, that's right, yes, yes. It's terribly warped. How do you know? What about what? She happened to mention it when I spoke to her on the phone this morning. Oh. Oh, I see, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's better. Now, what exactly uh, do you want me for, Frank? You said something on the phone about wanting to show me something. Yes, that's right. Look, look, it's these old plans of the pier that Bert and I came across last night. See? Ah, yes. Very interesting. They show the original layout of all the building yes. and exact details of the superstructure. Every girder, strut and pile is shown. Marvellous, isn't it? Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Now, finding these plans, we started thinking seriously about the likely cost of all the repairs it'll need doing. Like putting back the missing section. All right, Frank, all right. Now, leave it to me. I'll tell him. It's not fair. The pier's half mine, you know. Yes, but yours is the other half. <laughs> You see, Arthur, when we really get going, the repair bills are going to come flying in. Which other are? Be quiet, Frank. <laughs> Do you remember, I told you both it would be expensive when you bought it. Or rather, when my bank lent you the money to buy it. And you were quite right. Now, the thing is, one of our first expenses will be for various safety checks. Yes, I suppose so, yes. After all, it's been closed for eight years. It could have deteriorated a good deal in that time. Exactly. Which is why we want you to help us inspect the piles. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I said, help Frank and me inspect the piles. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. I mean, for a start, we don't know what we're looking for. Not looking for. Listening for. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, really, I, I don't understand. Look, Arthur, hmm? how many times have you stood on a railway platform and uh, watched a man with a little hammer tapping the wheels of a train? Not often. <laughs> <laughs> After you've seen it once, it gets rather boring. <laughs> As that bloke goes tap, tap, from wheel to wheel, what do you think he's waiting to hear? The signal for his tea break, I should think. <laughs> Be serious, Uncle Arthur. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, sorry. he's waiting to hear a change of pitch. And when he does, that shows him he's discovered a crack. Or, as it's known in the trade, metal intrigue. <laughs> Bert's got it all worked out, Uncle Arthur. Thanks. Sorry. Now, the thing is, Arthur, you don't have to be an idiot to see that this is a perfectly straightforward job that we could be charged through the nose for. Yes, no doubt, but even so, you no know... No buts I... about it, Arthur. If we do it ourselves, we could save a fortune. Uh, the thing is, I do have to consider my position in the sun. I mean, uh, 
What would the public think if they saw their local bank manager inspecting your piles? <laughs> That's why we're going to do it during the night. What? <laughs> you mean when it's dark? Oh, I can see now why they made you a manager. Yeah, but really, the whole thing's quite ridiculous. You won't say that when your bosses ask you why you're lending us even more money to pay the bills for all the workmen. Oh, well, there's no guarantee I shall lend you any more. But if you don't, we won't be able to reopen the pier. Precisely. Ah, if we don't open, we'll never be able to repay the loan you gave us in the first place to buy the pier. A loan which you fixed for us. Now, that sounds very much like bribery. Oh, come now, Arthur. Would you say that sounded like bribery, Frank? Well, yes, it did rather sound Thank like you, Frank. <laughs> when, uh, when is there a particularly dark night? Tonight. Tonight? I can't do it tonight. I mean, Miss Perkins wants me to go to bed. <laughs> uh, well, she'll just have to wait a bit longer, won't she? <laughs> I mean, I, I've got this nasty cold. I suppose, suppose I have an early night... With a whiskey and hot milk. Oh, there's nothing like some good fresh air. The sea breeze will blow your germs away before you can say pneumonia. <laughs> You'll be thanking us tomorrow. I very much doubt it. Right, that's fixed then. So you'll meet us on the beach under the pier at 11 o'clock tonight. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Oh, don't forget about the equipment, Bert. Oh, yeah, well done, Frank. Thank you, Bert. The thing is, Arthur, I reckon we're going to need three things. A radio to keep in touch, a hammer and a small boat. Now, I've got an old ARP shortwave radio. And I'm bringing a hammer. So that means... Yes, I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock, Pikey. I wonder where Arthur is. He'll be here. This is probably him now. Is that you, Uncle Arthur? Why... Are you expecting anyone else? Keep your voice down. Where's the boat? It's down there, by the water. Oh, well done. Right, well, let's get going, then. Look, it's pretty freezing tonight. My cold seems to be getting worse every minute. Do we really have to go through with this? Of course we do, Uncle Arthur. It's very important. Frank's right. This is a big step towards reopening the pier. Yes, but... <laughs> Shh! Don't make so much noise. I can't help it. Of course you can. Sneeze quietly. I'll try. Now, <coughs> <laughs> where's this boat? There. You see? By the water's edge. But it's an inflatable dinghy. Well, what did you expect? The Queen Mary? <laughs> it's not even a full-size one. Dear, wait a minute. Didn't this used to be mine? Yes, that's right, Frank, yes. For the war, Mavis, hmm? uh, your mother... I used to take you on holiday to Middleton, and uh, sometimes I used to go along as well. Why did you go? Well, <laughs> no, uh, just for the ride. Yes, of course. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, she and I gave Frank this dinghy for his 12th birthday. We had a lot of fun in it, didn't we? Yes, we did indeed. Do you remember the time, Frank, when your mother was sitting on that end there, hmm? just where it says safety valve? When we hit a passing pedalo. Oh, yes, she fell head over heels into the water. <laughs> yes, that's right, she did, yes. Then, uh, do, do you remember when Look, we... we haven't got we... time for all what? this. Look, there obviously isn't room for three of us in that thing, so I'd better stay here on the shore with the radio and act as lookout. Oh, couldn't I do that job? After all, I... I'm the one with the cold. Ah, yes, but you two have got all your experience at Middleton to fall back on, and it is your dinghy. That's true, Uncle Arthur. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let's get it over with. Right. 
Well, you two get in, and I'll push you off. Yes, but if we... Uh, Look, uh, for heaven's sake, stop arguing and get in. Come on, Uncle Arthur. Come on. All right. Ow! Mind where you're putting your foot. Well, keep your hammer out of the way. Right. Now, look, I'll just push you off. Uh. It's stuck. It, it was floating just now. Well, that was before Uncle Arthur and me got in. <laughs> you see, it's all to do with Archimedes. Aren't you? No, no. <laughs> the Archimedes principle. Oh, I don't hold with all these newfangled ideas. <laughs> the trouble is, it's low tide. Well, look, you two get out again, and we'll get it into deeper water. OK, come, come on, Uncle Arthur. Oh, all right, all right. Do watch what you're doing with that hammer. Sorry. Right, now stand clear. I'll just give it a shove and get her out a bit further. All right, that's better. I'll hold on to the rope. Right. In you get. But that means going into the sea. We'll get our feet wet. Not if we take our shoes and socks off. Yeah, but the water's freezing. <laughs> freezing. And I've already got a nasty cold. Exactly. And that's why I'm not volunteering to change places with you. No point in me being ill as well. <laughs> Come on, Uncle Arthur. Come on, get your shoes and socks off like I am. All right, very well. No, but really, though... Uh, and be as quick right. as you can. We've got to check 162 piles tonight. <laughs> 162... You sure? I think so. Couldn't do this plan. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. Have you got it wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Should be 168. <laughs> what? I missed the six on the far corner. Oh, we'll never get round that lot. Not at the rate you're going, no. Well, I'm doing my best. Right, I've got them off. Well, come on, then. Come and join me in the dinghy. Yes, all right, all right, all right. I'm coming. Oh. Ah. Be quiet. Oh. You'll wake up the whole of... Yes, it's absolutely freezing. You're nearly there. Come on, give, give me a hand. Come on. That's it. Put your leg in that side. Uh, uh, oh. Once a bit off, Rack. Mind where you're putting that hammer. Sorry. <laughs> Keep it quiet. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Oh, I don't think there's very little chance of that. Two grown men paddling about in a child's dinghy <laughs> at midnight, tapping the piles of a pier with a hammer. <laughs> How am I going to dry my feet? Use your handkerchief like I did. I need that to blow my nose. Well, just rub them up and down your trousers. <laughs> Finish up with wet trousers. Oh, you're never satisfied. Go on, off you go. <sighs> now, according to this plan, all the piles are numbered, so if you paddle us over to the nearest one, we'll see what number it is. Why have I to do paddling? Well, I'm reading the plan, and you couldn't do that because your eyesight's not very good at night, is it? Especially as we can't use a torch. Right, now take it easy, Uncle. We're nearly there. Just going under the pier now. Steady, steady hold, hold, hold it there. Come on, hold it. All right. Now, let's see. Ah, yes, see, Uncle Arthur, look. Paint it up there. This is number 48. Clever, isn't it? Brilliant. What on earth's that? It's Mr. Hodges. I didn't know he could sing. Hello, this is Shaw calling Tinky. You've got more faith than I have. Hello, Tinky, come in, Tinky, come in. Oh, Struth, he wants us to go back in. No, Frank. 
I regret to say he doesn't actually mean quite that. He wants you to talk to him on that radio thing down there. Oh, see. I don't know how it works. Well, well try switching it on. There, you see? Where it says transmit. On. Oh, yes. Ooh. Little red lights lit up. <laughs> Hello. This is Dingy calling Shaw. We are alongside pile number 48. Understood. Nothing to report this end. Uh, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? <laughs> we are now going to examine this pile. Roger. Over and out. I think he's got a friend with him. <laughs> Look, just get on with it. Yeah, OK. I'm just going to tap it with the hammer, so listen carefully. Yes, all right. Right, after three. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. <coughs> <laughs> oh, really, Uncle Arthur, did you have to do that? I couldn't hear my tap for your sneeze. I'm sorry, it just suddenly happened. Well, try again. One, two, three. That sounded all right. Look, I'll tick it off on the plan mm -hmm. if you can mark the actual pile with a piece of chalk. You are. Yes, right. Well, what shall I put? Well, I don't know. Use your imagination. Well, I don't know, do I, Frank? I mean, here I am, 54 years old, a man with a normal experience of life. But for some reason beyond my comprehension, I've never actually been called before to sit in a rubber dinghy and chalk things on the piles of a pier. <laughs> Just put a cross to tell us we've checked this particular pile. All right, all right. There you are. How's that? Hmm. I wonder. Oh, uh, what's the matter? Your chalk cross. Would a tick have been better? Oh, really? Perhaps you'd like me to write the chorus from Ave Maria and all over this. Oh, don't be silly. There wouldn't be enough room. <laughs> right, paddle us over to the next one. Yeah, all right, all right. <coughs> you want to watch that cold of yours, Uncle Arthur? Ooh. I think it's getting worse. What's the time, Uncle Arthur? Um, how about two? How many have we checked now? Eleven. Is that all? Anyway, this one's OK. Number 34. So you'd better make each chalk, Mark. Yes, all right, all right. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Oh, the, the barnacles are much higher on this pile. They're right up when I want to put my chalk mark. Oh, see? Just right on top of them. And I can't do that. Why not? Well, it's not very nice, is it? I mean, after all, they're living things, aren't they? Those shells are like their little houses. Little houses? Well, yes. Way, I can't write all over them. Besides, chalk dust might be bad for them. You're pulling my leg, aren't you? <laughs> I know it sounds silly, Frank, but things like that upset me, you know. I can't explain it. I, I remember once being in a, a restaurant and decided to have trout. The head waiter took me over to a tank and asked me to choose the one I wanted. What happened? Well, I, I hated doing it, but eventually I did choose one. And then the head waiter told me his name was Pinocchio. Funny name for a head waiter. No, that was... <laughs> that was what they had nicknamed the trout. I see. So what did you do? I had the jugged hair instead. <laughs> what was his name? It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can laugh, but it's not my fault. I, I can be very sensitive at times, you know. Yes, Mum says that. <laughs> hey, radio's gone very quiet. Mm. Perhaps Bert's dozed off. Well, for heaven's sake, don't wake him up. One, two, three. 
How do you think that one sounds? Absolutely enchanting. <laughs> See, I knew you'd enjoy yourself once you got used to the idea. Oh, I know one thing. We're a long way out now, you know. That's a pretty deep here. What's the matter, Uncle Arthur? You're not getting cold feet, are you? Actually, I've got a cold everything. <laughs> Shh, not so loud. <coughs> Seems darker this far out. I can't see the plan properly. Oh, does that mean we can go home? No, of course not. It's only just struck half past three. Good Lord. Still time for an early night. <laughs> got a torch here somewhere. Ah, oh, yeah, here we are. Here. I'll risk a quick flash. <laughs> There. Now I'll just have a look. Put that light out! <laughs> oh Lord, now we've woken Hodges up. I said put that light out! I suppose I'd better do what he says. That's better. <laughs> Why is he laughing like that? Perhaps it's being by himself. He's gone mad. <laughs> like the ancient mariner. I'd better ask him if he's all right. Hello, Bert. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. It's just I never dreamt I'd get a chance to say, put that light out again. And yet, three years after the war, I just have. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, don't apologise, Parky. I'm grateful to you. It was wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. I was right. He has gone mad. <laughs> it was just like the old days. Oh, if only I kept me helmet. Oh, you two wouldn't understand. Oh, for heaven's sake, like turn him off. Oh, yes, Just all right. Just flood him back. Oh, that's better. At least it proves one thing. I didn't need proof. I always thought Hodges was unhinged. <laughs> no, I mean it proves that the torch can be seen from the shore. Wait a minute. I've got it. Hmm? Take your overcoat off. What on earth for? Well, you can spread it over me while I use the torch to read the plan. Huh? That way, no one will see the light. Come on, hurry up. Oh, really? This is quite ridiculous. Shh, keep your voice down. There. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> i tell you what I'll do. I'll put this sleeve to my ear, and you can... <laughs> You can talk to me through the arm. No, 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 no. It doesn't work. Well, I'm talking up the arm. No, 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 no. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I'm listening to the wrong sleeve. Anyway. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Right, right now say, uh, say something else. Mary had a little lamb. What's that got to do with peers? Nothing. You just asked me to say something. Oh, blast. Now, what's the matter? I've broken my pencil. Have you got one on you? I think so, yes. Right, I'm dropping it down the sleeve now. Pardon? Ow! <laughs> what's the matter, Frank? Your pencil went right in my ear. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be long, will you? I'm freezing. Right, I, I've, I've marked the plan. I'll just switch the torch off. OK. Take the coat away. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. I'm sure I'm going to get flu. Right. <coughs> if you've done your chalk mark, let's go over to that one over there on the left. Okay. Yeah, all right. Keep it as quiet as possible. Yes, all right, all right. Right. What's happening, Uncle Arthur? We're supposed to be going that way, to the left. I'm trying to go that way, but the damn dinghy doesn't seem to want to. Hey, wait a minute. That's funny. The side 
Feels a bit softer. Stop paddling a minute. Listen. <laughs> We've got a puncture. That's all I need. I was thinking. How do you, what are we going to do? Well, how the devil should I know? <laughs> Mum will be ever so upset if I drown. <laughs> She'll probably never speak to me again. Look, 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 look. We mustn't panic. I know. What? Pull up Hodges on the radio. Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Yes. Right, turn the volume up. Yes. Thinking the other day how much I used to look forward to saying, put that night out every time I went on duty. Oh, really? Give me that microphone. Listen, Hodges, we're sinking. No deaf old ladies to shout at her. What did you say? I said we're sinking. We've sprung the leak. You've got to get help. Yes, all right. I'll ring the Coast Guard. Just don't go away. Do it quick. We're going down very fast. Is that a fact? Yes. At this rate, we shall be on the bottom in a few minutes. On the bottom? Oh, well, while you're down there, look, have a look at the foundations, because we've not sorted that out yet. You've been listening to It Sticks Out Half a Mile, starring John Lemezura as Arthur Wilson, Ian Lavender as Frank Pike, and Bill Pertwee as Mr Hodges, whose characters were originally created by Jimmy Perry and David Croft. Also in the cast was Vivienne Martin as Miss Perkins. It Sticks Out Half a Mile was written by Harold Snowd and Michael Knowles and produced by Martin Fisher. Next week, when Pike feels lovesick, he gets a talk from Uncle Arthur on the birds and the bees. Now, there's a kitty treat for cat lovers, brought to you by Radio 4 Extra's favourite curmudgeon, Ed Reardon, with a little assistance from his feline...